0: Welcome to the What Is Your Legacy podcast. I am your host, Galem Girmay, and this is a podcast about my amazing guests' legacies. My guests are sharing some deep stories about their intended legacy. We cry, we laugh, and we have some of the most beautiful moments together. What Is Your Legacy podcast is available on any of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google. Please subscribe so you don't miss any new conversations. And if this podcast made you think about your own legacy, I'd love it if you would leave a review. Okay, welcome back. Today is going to be a solo episode, and I am so excited for this because if you remember episode 25 with Duan Brown, we focused the conversation a little bit in the beginning around his personality traits. And we talked about his Enneagram. And so I knew at that time, and I think I said it in the episode too, that I'm going to have to do a solo episode talking about doing the Enneagram test. So I have done the test. It took a solid six minutes to do it. There were six steps within that. And I even paid for The premium to get a pdf report i read through the report and here's a few things i want to talk about but before we get into the actual report and the interesting things that came out of it and i promise you this will tie into the larger theme of legacy so if you have no idea what i'm talking about what is an enneagram personality test thing So basically, it's a way to explore the nine different types and unlock the core of who you truly are. So this is why I wanted to do it. And this is why I wanted to do a solo episode about my Enneagram, but also to encourage you to do this yourself, because I've learned quite a few things about myself, not new things, but they just kind of came up to light for me. And it made me think about so many different scenarios, So many different circumstances, so many different relationships, and it makes sense. Like, this is just at the core of who I am. So let's get to it. Let's just get straight into it. So I did the test. It took me about six minutes to do it. I read the report, and I want to talk about this because it's fascinating to see because I started texting a few friends this weekend and was like, have you done an Enneagram test? What is your type? Like, I want to know this. And one of my very good friends, she is also a solid eight. So what it came down to for me is that I am a, I'm an eight, not necessarily a solid eight and either she, but um, I'm an eight. And then there are like two wings, what they call it in the report, a part of that. So here's where I want to start. I'm an eight, and that means the challenger. And what I found fascinating is this mantra that they have for eight. So this is typically what people who identify with being an eight after doing the Enneagram test, this is what their mantra is. That's true strength comes from the courage to be vulnerable. And I'm like, yes, that is so me. Like, I truly believe that that strength comes from the courage to be vulnerable And it was fascinating when I read through this report that they talked about your personality superpowers. And I was just blown away because two of the personality superpowers for an eight are directly aligning with my own core values. So a couple of weeks ago now, I started to develop this exercise around finding your core values. And I recently in the past week was on Kevin Dorsey's podcast and I talked about that in more detail. I talked about where that idea came from, the inspiration, the guidance, uh, how I develop it, like the exercise around finding your core values, because I felt like I was defining my core values around other people's experiences with me right? So I was like, I can't do that. I need to get more clarity. I need to have a better direction. It needs to come from within me What my core values are. So I started to develop my own exercise around this, which, you know, I'm sharing with um, Kevin Dorsey's Patreon group. I'm going to put it on my upcoming future website for anyone who wants to download it and go through that exercise. I'm also bringing it forward with a small group of women who I'm working closely with over the next couple of months, and I will bring that to them as well. But back to the point about Enneagram and and the personality superpowers that they talked about, two of those directly are what I put down on my exercise book with myself around my core values. And the two things are independence and security. So when I did my entire, previously, when I did the core values exercise for myself, I found out that two of my top core values is independence and security. And now that I've done the Enneagram test, I learned that two of the personality superpowers in this Enneagram test is independence and security. I'm like, wow, how does this even happen? Like, I, what? What? anyway so i continue to read this report right and i'm encouraging you if you're listening to this like do take this test there's it's free to take the test um you will get like an overview of of the results and then if you want to get more in details like i did to get into uh, more in this episode you would have to pay for it so it's uh, about 19 dollars and about 14 pounds So there you go. Now you know the price for it. I will put all the the links and the context into the show notes for this episode so you can go check it out. And then if you do decide to take the test, whether you do the free version or paid version, regardless, if you do decide to take the test, hit me up and let's have a conversation because I want to hear from other people. Like I said, I have a few friends who's done it in the past. One of them is a good friend of mine and she's an eight as well. So we're like, all right, clearly like we're meant to be friends because we're very much alike. And The other person I asked if they'd done it is a solid three. So I was like, wow, because a solid three was actually the second closest for me. So I am 98% a type eight of of the Enneagram. The second one uh, was a 95% uh, for a three. So I'm like, I get why I'm vibing with with both of you because we're very similar. We have very similar characteristics and traits according to this Enneagram test. And I've done like plenty of these different types of tests before. I did the Gallup Strength Finders test, which was great. Um, I've done, what's the other thing? I did one in college that, that we had to do for a class was also very good. So anyway, I've done these type of tests before in the past. I just had never done an Enneagram test before. And I am like fired up about this. I think it's awesome. Um, So there's a few sections when I read the report that I highlighted to talk about in this episode. So I'm going to go through them. So it talks about what a type 8 personality of the Enneagram is in a relationship or in relationships. And there's two things, the good and the bad. So I just wanted to bring this out because I'm going to share a quick story that in previous relationship, like romantic relationships that I've been in, everyone I've been in a relationship with, the guys have always told me like, Galem, you are so intense. And that's kind of been like one of the things that they admire or like about me, but also one of the things that they're like, it's too much. It's too overwhelming. I can't deal. And so I, I know that is something that I've heard in the past. It's not something new. It's not like I'm shocked when someone tells me that because naturally I just bring the intensity to all of my relationships, you know? So when I read this section about in relationships, it says the good is that, you bring a lot of energy and intensity to a relationship. And then incultation like a smoldering fire. <laughs> I started laughing at that. I thought that was funny. Um, and it's true. Like I, I do bring a lot of energy and intensity to a relationship, whether that's romantic or not, I just do. That's just who I am. So the bad thing about that is that it may become uh, somebody who's an eight may become emotionally unavailable and distant in the face of trouble. I'm like, wow, I feel that because it's true. And and the other thing that came out of this report in terms of feelings that a typical eight would have is is, is surrounded with fear, fear around different things. And one of the fears that I've been carrying around with me is just being around people who are emotionally unavailable, because myself, I am sometimes emotionally unavailable. And I'm aware of that. And I am challenging myself with that. And I am trying my hardest to like, break down the walls and to bring myself into certain conversations. And this is like, with my friends, these are people that 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 are close to me, like, Yesterday, I had a conversation with a good friend out in Canada and we were talking and then I was sharing what's been happening in my life for the past three months, all the changes, all the good and the bad. And he was shocked. He's like, wait, we talked like we've we've spoken in the past three months and you never told me this. And he, he didn't say that in a way of like, I can't believe you didn't tell me what was going on last time we spoke. And now you're telling me he was just really concerned. He's like, we spent the entire time talking about things that I needed help with. And here you are going through all these things. And you didn't even bring it up with me. Like, what? That's crazy. And I told him, like, the reason why to be completely transparent is because I have a really hard time to break down those walls. Um, As open and vulnerable and brave as I think people view me as, I also have a really hard time to truly show what's happening inside of my world. And it's much easier for me to distance myself from that reality of the challenges that I might be going through and just focus on somebody else. And that's what I did back then couple of weeks or months ago. And I still do. And I'm like very much aware of that. And I'm trying to become more emotionally available to myself, first and foremost, and to other people. And I have this ability to distinguish these different things and I have the ability to compartmentalize my emotions and my experiences and I'm not saying that because I'm proud of that. I'm saying that because it is a legit challenge for me to not do that at any cost at all times. It's really a challenge and I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on becoming better at being more emotionally uh, available to myself and to other people i've done it more so recently with myself by speaking out loud i do the video diary and i try to journal and i try to to speak with myself about the things that are going on and then the next step is to being able to trust other people around me to share some of these things with so that, that's something I learned. And it was just evident through this Enneagram test that like, yeah, uh, an eight and the bad thing about an eight is that you might become emotionally unavailable and distant in the face of trouble. And it's true for me, at least. Then the next section, um, another section of the, of the PDF, the report from Enneagram is talking about work. So it says that at work as in life Eights exist in an all or nothing world. They do everything to the best ability and are extremely dedicated in their push to reach the top, leave a legacy and make an impact on their environment. This is the section that like blew my mind. I'm like, no, like I can't even make this up. They literally talk about how an eight is dedicated to push to reach the top to leave a legacy and make an impact on their environment. It's literally what I do and try to achieve every single day to live this type of life. And I'm just like, what is going on? How is this this report telling me this when I am sitting here doing a solo episode for my podcast, what is your legacy? Like, what are the odds? Wow. So... I thought that was great and and the whole purpose of this solo episode is to create this awareness around who you are and what you do and to bring that out to the world and it starts with understanding yourself it can be through doing this type of test with enneagram it can be through having conversations with people It can be through knowing what your values are. It can be through doing other types of tests, whatever that you want to do, but just make that an intentional action is my point. So the next uh, section that I highlighted here is emotional life. It says this about the eight. And again, I'm highlighting uh, the Enneagram eight type of personality because that's what my reports gave me. So this is why I'm curious to know from you who are listening to this, I want to know what your Enneagram is telling you. If you're an eight, if you're something else, there are nine different types. So emotional life for an eight is at their best. The strengths of the eights are those of a protective and honorable person. They use their great strength to ensure that people are cared for and supported through dynamic and practical action. Eights react strongly when someone is treated in a degrading way. They're motivated to support the underdog and are self-sacrificing when looking out for the people they love. They need to protect and provide, and it's very strong in this personality type. So a few things here, and I already shared that story with my friend I spoke with yesterday about how in our last conversation, I put all my shit aside just to focus on what he was you know, wanting or needing help with at that time. And that's like, now I see clearly that's a typical eight is to just put their own shit aside to try to focus on somebody else. the next thing that I wanted to highlight was it says they're motivated to support the underdog and are self-sacrificing when looking out for the people they love. That is so me. I've spoken previously, uh, whether that's on LinkedIn or on different episodes that I've been a guest on about being the underdog. And just most recently in the episode with Tom Alemo, episode 27, we talk about how we both feel like we've been underdogs or underestimated in life. So I am super curious. I'm going to text Tom after this and ask him if he's done an Enneagram test and what his personality type is as well. But I thought that was very interesting to me personally, because I do identify with being in that category of an underdog or underestimated. And because I feel that way, I've strongly been like, I need to support people who identify with that who's felt the same way and I need to protect those people and I need to support those people I need to be there to help those people and so it makes sense like it's just scary how much of this report just makes a lot of sense so with that I want to know since you took your time to listen to this episode What are your thoughts about this? You may or may not know me personally, but maybe this like highlighted a few things for you or gave you a different perspective or maybe it encouraged you to do a test yourself. And I think the next step after you have done a test yourself is to ask the people closest to you uh, or the people that you work with or if you're in a relationship with someone, like do the test, ask them to do the test as well. Because I think it gives you a different perspective on what is important to the people around you? What are their actual personality traits? Because they might be putting up this this image of themselves, but that might not be true to the core of who they are. So I think it's important to understand deeply the people around you, what drives them, what's important to them, what encourages them, how do you communicate with them? And I think that is what leads you to live a much more intentional life. And I always, I've talked about this recently around fear for me. Um, Like the other day I had this dream that somebody super close to me had passed away. And in the dream, I was destroyed, like heartbroken, couldn't deal with it. I was just an emotional mess, a wreck. And thank goodness, I woke up the following day and was like, oh, it was just a dream. This is good. It was just a dream. Called the person up and was like, I had this dream about you. Here's what happened, blah, blah, blah. And then they said to me um, that it's interesting how dreams work and, and what you take away from it. And they also said, well, you know, maybe, maybe what you're feeling in the dream and the people that you're Meeting in the dream is a reflection of you. I was like, hmm, interesting. And so what ended up happening in my dream was that I was super frustrated with the people around me at the time who I was trying to communicate with that this person, this important person to me, had passed away. And nobody was was willing to take their time to listen, to hear the news, the sad news. And that just frustrated me. It made me upset. It made me angry. It brought up that emotion, which this reports and the Enneagram talks about that one of the emotions from someone who's an eight can be and lead to anger. And I was feeling angry in my dream from these people who weren't willing to listen. And it was frustrating. And at the end of this dream, what I realized is that I'm walking around with the fear of losing people that are close to me, that I love, that I, that I keep close to my chest. I am so afraid of losing these people so much that I always tell people, I wish that I die before all of you. I wish I am the first one to die because I just don't want to go through having to deal with the emotions of losing people that I love the most. I just don't, and I say this too that it's super selfish of me to feel that way. It's super selfish for me to say that, but it's it's my truth. I do not want to stick around and having to deal with the people around me dying and having to deal with that loss because I've done it. it. It's happened before, and it like it pulls something away from you when somebody close in your life is dying. And that, that feeling, I don't want to feel it again. I've felt it twice, at least, that were super close to me with my dad and my foster mom. I'm like, I just don't want to be around for that to happen again. So I'd rather die first. And anyway, so this entire dream, which is super frustrating to me, it made me upset. It made me angry. It made me sad, which was another thing that came up in the report was the heart types. So... It's driven by the emotions and desire to connect with other people. And it says that the heart types are driven by a strong sense of empathy and their sense of what people are experiencing, both themselves and others. So it says for heart types, the core emotion is sadness, which originates from a sense of disconnection with self or others. And it says that some heart type experience sadness more acutely, while others proactively try to connect with people To circumvent their core sadness and I thought that was super interesting too like I felt so much sadness in my life um from experiences and and sometimes I can't even place where the sadness is coming from but it's there it's it's just there so anyway As you can tell, I love doing the Enneagram test. Uh, It literally took me six minutes to do it. Um, It's a six-step process to it. You have to answer these statements and then you get the report. It's a, a basic report for free or you can pay like I did. It's about $19 or $14 pounds. Um, And so I did that. I got this full report. It's super interesting to read it. And yeah, I just encourage each one of you to check this out as another resource. And then let me know what your report says. I'm super, super curious. Like hit me up on LinkedIn, hit me up on Instagram. Just let me know what your report tells you and let's have a conversation. Hey, before you go, let me just quickly say thank you for listening to this episode, the solo episode about Enneagram. I truly enjoyed it, as you can hear. Um, next week, I'm going to have Chris Von heun on the podcast talking about his intended legacy. Really great conversation. But before you go, if you don't mind and if you are enjoying this podcast leave a five star review for me, please. And thank you in advance for doing that, because that means everything. As you know, I don't have any sponsors. I don't have any ad breaks or anything like that on my podcast yet. And the one way to make this going, to keep this going, because I am a one woman show here, I'm doing everything from beginning to end. And the one thing that gives me a lot of energy and just a lot of love is when I see a new review for the podcast because it helps me keep going. And then it also helps other people hear about this podcast that might be interested in the topic of leaving a legacy. So please, if you don't mind, if you could just spend two minutes leaving a five star review if you're enjoying this podcast and a little comment about why you're enjoying it that would mean the world to me. So thank you in advance for supporting the mission of leaving an impactful legacy. And I will hear you and you will hear from me again next week on Tuesday.